Hello everyone, welcome back on the Founders Club podcast. Today my guest is Arthur Engalichev, founder of uh, Unite. Arthur, thank you for taking this interview. Thank you for uh, inviting me. So, let's have some fun and have a founder-to-founder conversation. With a pleasure. Okay, so let's start with the first um, question that I want to ask. Obviously, we both here in China trying to hustle our way through entrepreneurship and building something meaningful. Yeah. And the first question I want to ask you, obviously, we've been talking before about how you came here in China and how I came here in China. And for the audience, to give them a little bit of background, can you tell us how this happened to you or why you decided to come here in China? Uh, well, back in 2004, when I used to study in, uh, in uh, high school, um, I had a chance, I had a great chance to, to move uh, into, Orient, we call it Oriental Lyceum. It's like a private school where uh, students can learn all the Oriental languages such as Chinese, Japanese. And at that period of time, uh, China was opening big time for, for businesses. And uh, my parents, they started to do business with China, uh, mostly in fashion. So they decided to send me and my brother to, ch- to China to study Chinese and in the future to help them to develop and grow their business in fashion. What was the first uh, impact when you came here in China? What was the first, uh, was you, were you shocked but what you saw at the time or was there like a culture shock for you, cultural shock for you when you first landed here and you saw all these things going fast, developing? What was it like for you at the time? Well, um, my brother, he came to China first before me. Um, which happened two years earlier. So he was always sharing a lot of photos and videos of Shanghai. Already at that time I was kind of uh, impressed by how Shanghai had been developed uh, back in, let's say, 2005. Yeah, and then suddenly he just invited me over to to study with him. And uh, when I came, definitely uh, it it gave me like a a, 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 a massive boost of motivation because when you come here especially uh, I'm sure you you had that feeling when you step onto the on the bunt and you see all these uh, mm-hmm, buildings yeah. and it feels like Definitely. you are somewhere in the space it gives you like a, a lot of motivation to do something uh, in the city and you probably understand and realize what opportunities you can meet here in Shanghai just to be in this city. So obviously you, as we talked before also, because we are friends hanging out sometimes, you did your studies here and yeah. then you from that stage you step into entrepreneurship. Can you walk us what were the first endeavors that you started? The, your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, um, I started my journey in China in, uh, in uh, Shanghai International Studies University. I did one year of language courses. Uh, 
to be honest, one year was enough for me to already to communicate with the, on a basic level uh, with people. And then uh, I decided to move forward, but I was kind of um, afraid to do my, uh, my, my, my bachelor degree in Chinese. So I decided to look for, um, let's say, international university, um, mainly focused in fashion. So I joined at that time was uh, Raffle Design Institute. Uh, it's a Singaporean institute. Uh, actually, it's a venture company like Singapore and Australia. So I studied fashion marketing and management for around three years. At that period of time, uh, when we all were students, and uh, it was kind of cool that being a student, you you can let's say make some money on the side, you know, to cover your uh, your uh, pocket money. So at that time, I joined um, uh, a crew uh, by promoting a certain events and nightclubs. Uh, it was a very good money for a student at the time of what we were making. Uh, but still, um, I was able to work and study at the same time. Because these days, now I see a lot of students, they, uh, they come to China, they study, but at the end, if they do, let's say, nightlife part-time, they can't kind of manage two things at the same time. So I were like a uh, terminator, you know, it's <laughs> like working uh, and study 24-7. And right. frankly speaking, I was the best, one of the best student in, in university. But and and then uh, when I graduate, I opened my first startup, which was uh, Fusion Fashion. It's a concept store on Jululu. Uh, I ran it for two years, and I successfully exited with my brother. Um, so from uh, the first startup to the next one, which is also currently that you were doing which is uh, Unite. Can you give a bit, a bit of uh, background how you started this company and uh, where the idea came from? Um, well, back, uh, let's say, uh, back in 2010, when me and my partners, we formed a company and were providing a marketing and a PR services to different clubs. Um, I already see a potential uh, that our business model can be uh, moved, let's say our business model can be done in a digital way. Um, uh, when we were running this uh, PR company, I got an offer from Muse Group to work there as a marketing director and at the same time to form my own PR company that can uh, serve only Muse venues at that period of time. And um, when, uh, when I start to work uh, for Muse Group, of course I should be thinking of uh, interest of the company, not my personal interest as a retainer. So um, at that time I understand there is a huge need uh, for a platform that allows venue to communicate with their customers directly without middlemen. Because even today, if you dig into F&B businesses, you will see that a lot of business uh, um, 
is rely on, on your sales team, rely on your uh, PR managers, um, and it's very sensitive to your uh, current, like let's say offline. At this moment, there are only few uh, venues, few businesses that can truly um, build on something digital. Uh, I always take, let's say, Vargas Group as a, a success uh, case study because it's a huge uh, FMB entity and they're running a lot of uh, restaurants in Shanghai. Are and they uh, Chinese company? No, they're foreign one. Um, I think it's a semi-foreign Chinese company. I'm not sure, but I believe uh, uh, what I heard that the founder of Vargas is a foreign guy. Yeah. Right. And back in the days, um, he was. It was hard for him to find a good sandwich in Shanghai. That's how they started uh, Vargas. And today, uh, as you see, Vargas is doing great in terms of digital marketing, CRM, and customer retention through their um, their CRM platform that they created specifically only for their business. What we are do, What we are trying to do is. We help venues to by providing them certain tools to do their marketing campaign, to collect data about their customers, analyze it, and based on this uh, analytics, to execute a better, let's say, uh, service, a better marketing, uh, a better so environment, everything. So implement more a data-driven approach to their businesses. Yeah. Uh, data driven and experience driven because uh, today everything is uh, moving forward into digital if you uh, step into let's say any any place in Shanghai you go metro or you go to a certain bar or restaurants you see a lot of people uh, on the phone and there is a certain way that we're trying to create a digital relationship between venues and customers from our sponsor. My name is Emmanuel Nama and I'm the CMO of Edugo. Many entrepreneurs and founders know how to introduce themselves, their business in English. However, they have a hard time doing that in Mandarin. At Edugo, we believe that if you speak to a man in his language, many doors and opportunities may open up for you. That's why we created the 15 days challenge, where you first define what you want to learn, why you want to learn it, and we will show you how you're gonna do it. With 15-minute online lessons with an EduGo teachers per day and a 30-minute review of that content, you will learn Chinese faster. If you want to pitch your startup in Chinese, follow the link in the show notes and join the challenge. So obviously being an entrepreneur, having your own company, it has its own ups and downs. So the next question I want to dig into and ask you is, based on your experience, what is the hardest and at the same time the easiest way of building a company here in China? The hardest uh, part, well, um, the hardest part is of course being, uh, it's actually advantage and disadvantage. Being a foreigner in, in China, uh, 
sometimes it can be an advantage because um, somehow Chinese they like foreigners uh, in general uh, but at the same time they won't take you a hundred percent I don't want to say serious but legit if you are into uh, a big numbers business uh, most definitely you will need a good uh, Chinese partner so I think this is the most difficult part is to find a good Chinese partner that can help you uh, work with you in a tandem together to move forward and develop your business mm-hmm. so find someone that complements your uh, strength or your weaknesses in this case being a foreign founder when you go and dig deep into big numbers then it better if you have a Chinese uh, uh, a Chinese co-founder in this case yeah. Chinese co-founder can definitely help you to to save time and open certain doors right because obviously we were talking before uh, some doors may be closed and they can be open only through uh, this uh, thing that here in China is known really well called Guanxi, which exactly. is the relationship building. Yeah. So a Chinese co-founder or a Chinese partner may have those relationships that we as a foreigners may not uh, be able to develop given different reasons. <laughs> yeah. Guanxi, I think, is very essential here in Shanghai. No matter what kind of business idea you have, no matter how hard you work on it, uh, if you don't have a certain connection, uh, you will experience a tough time. So in terms of uh, personal skills as a founder, what, which one do you think uh, benefits in the short and also in the long term uh, for your company as a founder? Which skill you should be thinking of acquiring or to have or to develop based on your experience, for example, in, in the specific industry that you are working? Uh, well, um, I always believe that one of the most important skill that founders should have is a communication skills. To know how to, how to talk and approach to certain people. Because my business is very uh, sensitive to communication. Every day I go out and meet my clients and it is very important to uh, to have a good impression, to, to know how to talk to people, to understand the culture, to speak a little bit Chinese, you know. When I come on the meeting and then uh, if I say a couple of words in Chinese, they already take me on a different level, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a good opener in this case to know the culture and at the same time the language? Yeah. Uh, they understand that I've been here for a long time, I can speak a little bit Chinese, so they really respect that uh, you know about their culture, you learn their language and you um, apply it on your daily life, on your lifestyle. Yeah. So going back to Unite, uh, what, sta- what, cu- what stage are you currently with the company and what's the projection for the next uh, one, two, three or five years? Where do you think you're, you want to take this company towards? At the moment we are in production. Uh, we had a certain difficulties. Uh, I'm not the kind of founder who will go and say that uh, we are doing great, we are the best. 
and so on. Uh, when we launched Unite, uh, we had a certain difficulties with the cash flow because uh, when you execute your idea, you try it, you're collecting feedback, and then based on this feedback, you need to pivot, uh, which is very important move and, and cut out all the fat, how I, I call it this way. Uh, but even for this, you require some sort of cash flow. So we had a difficult time by um, generating enough cash flow to sustain our company. So we had to pivot again and also start our offline business, let's say going back to roots, let's say promotion, offline promotion and marketing. And uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, our, our, our certain period of time. Now at the moment, uh, we're cash positive. Uh, we are really it's a good achievement already. It's a, uh, it's yeah. A lot of people tell me that it's a great achievement, but of course, uh, I would love to see that uh, our app is getting more traction uh, as it is at the moment. But um, yeah, now what we are mostly working on is uh, finally we get the chance to to pivot and fine tune our product because product is there. We're just adjusting, collecting feedback again, adjusting. And currently, we are uh, investing in uh, in uh, marketing campaigns to 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 get it out there, to generate the buzz about our app by providing some special and exclusive perks uh, to our users. So another question: If you had to compete with yourself on a professional level, uh, what would you do? What would you do differently? What would I do differently? If there would be anything that would you do differently to compete and beat your other self? Uh, you know, going back to this question, it's very hard to tell. Uh, can I put it in this way? What I would improve to, to compete with myself, right? Um, I don't know, it might sound strange, but uh, in the business I'm very uh, humble guy. And sometimes I, people just don't appreciate it. Uh, sorry to say that, but um, sometimes you really need to be an asshole <laughs> to make things move and you need to sacrifice certain things. Me, I always believe in two things is to be honest and to be professional. This is my major, uh, major, let's say, standards that I always follow. But uh, being in this industry, sometimes people, they don't appreciate, uh, they, they don't appreciate it. I have a tons of examples when we were running a business and we was executing very well, but at the end of the day, uh, somebody is trying to take over and take advantage of a certain situation and and and, and just uh, you know um, to give you a hard time right so the first would be yeah to be more less humble cold <laughs> in terms of decision making um, and uh, I would probably spend more time on 
on getting getting right people uh, around me. If you have to give an advice to maybe other people who want to start their own business, other founders who have an idea or have something in mind, what advice would you give to them? Um, Especially referring be, to here in China, people who want to start a business here in there China. There could be a lot of a lot of tons of different advices, but again, you know there are so many people with great ideas around there, and I think number one rule is you have to execute, no matter what. You need to do something, yeah, uh, without giving uh, excuses. So I think this would be my number one advice. Just don't talk, do it, <laughs> you know? Right. Let's talk more, more execution. Uh, Arthur, uh, where can people find more about you and about Unite or whatever you guys do? So a little plug over there. Um, our app is available on the App Store. Uh, you can simply type uh, Unite and you will see a little pin icon with a disco ball inside. This represents our brand. Um, and yeah, by downloading Unite, uh, you will be able to access uh, some sort of, um, let's say, great venues in Shanghai, explore nightlife and get exclusive perks by, for example, bypassing uh, a guest list, uh, getting free drinks at the, at the clubs, uh, sometimes even bottles. So we're trying to work hard to uh, provide the best uh, nightlife experience to our users. So by having Unite in your smartphone, you know that any venue you choose, any offer or uh, uh, you get through the app, you will enjoy it 100%. So for all the lovers of the nightlife, want to have fun here in Shanghai. Is it just Shanghai or other cities here in uh, China? At the moment we are only uh, working in Shanghai but going back to your previous question we will most definitely uh, scale it in the different cities in China. So say, stay tuned about that and where people can find you personally if they want to connect with you. Um, I'm pretty much on all social media uh, networks such as Facebook, Instagram, just type my name and you will be able to find me or you can always reach out to my email address. Okay, awesome. We're going to put this in the show notes. So far, thank you very much for taking this interview. Thank you.